Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone. Just chilling here in the dark with my cup of tea, and I'm happy. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way across the pond, and in Britain, if it's still there, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, what do you mean it's dark? It can't be dark where you are. Yeah, it is. Huh? It's only six o'clock. Yeah, that's dark. I got the windows shut and the shades down and no lights on, so yeah, it's dark. I don't uh, like Oh, it doesn't go dark here till nearly nine. I'm a, I'm a true ghost hunter. I love the dark. Don't like lights. Well, there we are. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It comes from my ancestry being Van Helsing, who was... Ah, that'll be it. Hey, did you see the stats? I know you don't like talking about it, but did you see the stats today? Oh, geez, here we go. Britain, number one in the world. I don't want to talk about that. Britain, number one in the world per capita. Yeah, Be- that's good. Beating the ass off America. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> well, your president's doing a great job. Moving on. Yeah, he is, actually. So, Anyways, moving right along. Um, we have a guest tonight. We do? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you were chiving me the other week. We were both saying, what happened to the teller of Curious Tales? Yeah, he died, right? Got the he may well, have done. well, he may have done. May have done. Is like almost never hear from him these days. So we, so um, I went in the crypt and uh, found him in the corner. Yeah. So I, uh, I dug in my shower, but I couldn't find him. <laughs> you're looking for Mr. Splitfoot, aren't you? Oh, yeah, Splitfoot, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for those who don't know what we're talking about, Mr. Splitfoot, of course, is from the. Uh, oh God, I just do a blank. The, uh, <laughs> the sisters there. What the freak's their name? The start of the spirituals. <clears throat> But Fox. Uh, what's the name? Fox Sisters. Fox. Thank you very much there. That's why you are the gold standard, you know, and I'm just Van Helsing. Back in the 18, what, 1848? 1848. Yeah, they were digging. No, no, it's the following year they dug in the cellar. Right, yeah. Yeah. They found the, because there's supposedly a pedal or a buried there or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, find it. I thought they did find something. We found some bones, they claim. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Speaking about bones, we have Dylan here. Yeah, we do. I, is he still there? I mean, he's so quiet. That's not like find that. out what we've we got. Well, it's been like the Teller of Fury Sales, isn't it? We've got to find out why. Or something, right? I'm just trying to get word in edgeways. Good evening. He's, he's in lockdown. <laughs> lockdown. We've got, like, lockjaw. <laughs> it is not paranormal lockdown either, is it? Dylan, you're so quiet tonight. Am I very quiet? Yeah, let me see if I can put my volume up because I can Not really hear you. Quiet as such. Muffled, I think, is a better. Oh, Muffled, right. but, you know, that helps. Perhaps it adds okay. to the air of mystery. There we yeah. go. That's a little better. 
All right, so welcome to the show. I haven't spoken to you for uh, quite a while. It's been a good few months, hasn't it? How are you keeping? Oh, excellent, excellent. Working my ass. I have a question for you, though. I'm so glad you came on the show tonight because... Because you're uh, desperate. (laughs) No, I'm never desperate. Uh, As you know, the new Ghostbusters is coming out this year, supposedly. And... uh, you know, I, I, I saw the premise of it, which is like all the kids, the the children, uh, ghost hunters now. Uh, but I understand almost the entire original cast is there, including Sigourney Weaver and uh, Amy Potter. And how, how, I mean, how does that work? How does that work in India? I think what they've done is they've passed it on to um, the grandchildren of one of the characters who's who's died. We yes, think it's going to be Egon. Yeah, yeah, we think it's going to be Hal Ramis's character, um, which yeah. would be a nice, nice, nice tribute if it is. We think it says it so is. in the trailer. Exactly, they have. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mention any names. It has his name on his uniform. That doesn't mean that it's his. It's implied. Oh. Oh, 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 God. Yeah, there's, there's some, there is some debate amongst hanging around wise fans about uh, whether it, that's just a bit of a ploy. I don't think it is for a moment, but um, I think that what they're trying he to do is... like a... Well, yeah, I know, I know. I think, I, I think it is, personally, but yeah, I think if it, it's if, it, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a it duck. Is, it's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway. So yeah, the, the film is actually being delayed till next year, which is a real shame. But oh, um, it is. Okay. Why uh, is that yes, then? Um, so, something something happened recently, which has caused all sorts of problems. What the American right. presidential elections? Yes, We're not talking about anything like now. People watch the show to get escape from all that crap. So anyway, no, don't. Oh, shut up. Anyways, they come, they come on here to see how irreverent we can be about it. <laughs> so anyway, it's next year, and the original cast are back. Which is so great. Why, how can they be in it if it's the children of them? Uh, no, it's, it's the grandkids, but grandchildren. Um, yeah, so that would they would be like a hundred years old, or my age actually. Well, it's it's set thirty six years, thirty seven <laughs> years after the original uh, film. So how um, are they in it? That's what I want to know. Well, we don't know. We don't. We know that one character died. You were in on this, you know, you you like went to that convention and you were like tight with everybody. Oh, it was, yeah. But there's only certain things that we were told. But they didn't tell him much. Mm-hmm. They kept it very much under wraps. Just enough to get you there, that's there all. There was a glimpse of them in the trailer, in the first one, on a TV screen. But uh-huh. we don't know what's happened to the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, even Amy Potter's going to be there, which is a surprise, or whatever her name is. It's Potter, right? Amy Annie Potter. Potts. Yeah, Amy Potts. That's close. You know me, I kill names. Yeah, yeah. Janine, yeah. the secretary. Yeah, she's going to be in it. If I have a tombstone, they're going to have and, and And there are, there are lots of good rumours circulating that Lewis Tully's in it as well. Who? Rick Moranis' character, Lewis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know his real name. <laughs> I know it's Rick Moranis, but... I mean, I mean it would be great if he was in it, but um, apparently he's not. A lot of some people saying that he is. Well, I guess I don't think he is. I saw the, the, the list I saw, he wasn't on it. They've kept the list very sparse until literally the last couple of days. They only added Ernie Hudson's name, I think, in the last week. I had actually heard that he was going to be on before, so... Well, well, he said so, didn't he? Yes. Mm. He'd he'd go to an opening of an envelope, but... (laughs) That's true, too. (laughs) 
some people are. Whatever. I I, I reckon I reckon Rick Moranis will be in it. Okay, that'd be a pleasant surprise. So, anyways, uh, please tell me where have you been? <laughs> Very busy, actually. Uh huh. Um. I don't know where the obviously, ski- obviously, I was going to say, obviously, Ron doesn't follow you on Twitter. And <laughs> <laughs> what? And what? What's Twitter? You're, 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 why, you're better off not knowing. Is that like MySpace? Uh, kind of, but yeah, you're, you're, better off not, you're better off not knowing because uh, it, it saves you the, um, the trauma ah. of having to uh, watch the endless... Uh, the endless tweets from Dylan of marker pens and sharpies, Excellent. and sticky notes, and sticky Excellent. notes. Don't forget sticky notes. Right. I've decided to do my PhD. Really? Yes. So I've Excellent. gone back to university, and that's um, smashing. Thank you. Um, it's it's somebody's it's somebody's fault in particular. Mm. Because well, it can't a, can't be the guy that doesn't have it. Well, you know, he's 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 a force for change and a force for good. It just doesn't include him. (laughs) Yeah, the the thing is, the problem with my PhD is he keeps asking me to write damn books. Mm -hmm. So what should me pay money to get a PhD or should I get paid for writing books? Mm, Let me see. That's the one. Yeah, there you go. Well, okay, so uh, you, you're going for a PhD in, pray uh, uh, tell, what is it in? Well, it's it's looking at the media representation of paranormal phenomena and research. And, really? Yeah, and the influence on those people who investigate ghosts, hauntings, and all sorts of related phenomena. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be spending the next six years, because that's how long it's going to take me, um, spending a lot of time going out there with ghost hunters and ghost hunting groups, watching what they do, and Damn. getting them to tell me why they do it, and seeing if there is uh, a definite link between um, what they see uh, on paranormal reality TV shows, what they see perhaps in films, read in books, mm-hmm. uh, or is social media playing more of a part nowadays? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. Quite interesting. I assume you'll be you'll be going with me. I mean, because you want to go. I'm rather I'm rather hoping that I'll have some of that, Ron. Yeah, yeah. If you'd be so kind to let me study you. <laughs> oh, sure. We're media whores. We'll we'll invite anybody along if we can get press out of it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, oh, that's uh, that's intriguing. I mean, why did you? Pick that particular topic because, first of all, I didn't even know you could get a PhD in it. And, and second of all, uh, how did you pick that particular topic? Well, it was a choice of two, actually. Um, when I went to the university in Aberdeen to, to chat with them about what I wanted to do, it was either what I'm actually doing or I was going to look at the, um, the, the, the commonality and the, the differences between American ghost stories and British ones and seeing. Ah. So it was a bit of a, a really sort of like stuck about which one I wanted to do, but I really felt that with the background um, in the media and what I did for my degree dissertation, looking at paranormal reality TV and how it portrays science, um, <laughs> and I wanted to take it on to the next step. So that was what I came down to. And, you know, having lots of chats with Steve over the last few years, you know, it's, um, 
it's whetted the appetite for me to do it. Yeah. When the ale flows, that's what happens. Yeah. Although I've got a bit of a bone to pick with him. Oh, oh please do. Feel, feel oh, go free. Ahead. Go right feel ahead. Free. After, the day, after the day I've had today, go on. Right you owe well. me 55 minutes of my life back. Oh, you watched it then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you'll have to explain it. You can't just drop that on, on our listeners. Yeah. Steve rang me over the weekend and says, you have to watch this video that's on social media. It, it's, it's perfect for, uh, for what you're going to be studying. It was. Uh-huh. Go oh, on. my goodness. It was probably the, uh, it was a complete hour of absolute trite. What was the, was the video? It was one of these um, social media uh, YouTube channels, which has a, you know, a reasonably you know, good people number of subscribers about 69,000 I think and that's um, good, that's good. Yeah. yeah the the guy who just did a to camera for 55 minutes of basically saying nothing um rabbiting on about absolute nonsense there, there are a lot of problems I don't know if you're getting it over there Ron but over here there's a um a lot of conflict between um various ghost hunting groups and people on different sides of the fence about whether you should still be going out ghost hunting when there's uh, a lockdown on and the police have become involved and yeah in reality a... i guess you wouldn't uh, unless you could social distance of course <laughs> well the police are not involved it's been the local it's been the tabloid press um and so this one particular individual decided to have a bit of a um a breakdown on camera by the look of it <laughs> what that's what I thought. He seemed to just completely melt, and it was tears. And how? Well, you know, he he just basically rabbited on for fifty-five minutes about the police are now involved, and the police are now involved, and justice will be served, and the police are involved, and that's what it went on for like for fifty-five minutes. Oh God! Please shoot me. That's what I felt like. Mm. Yeah. But it was perfect for your PhD. <laughs> I, I could write a thesis on that, no doubt. Uh, okay. I'll let you. I'll give you whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, you owe me 55 minutes. <laughs> you can't get that back, by the way. Oh, unless, of course, you do, unless you do come back, and then we can, you know, then you have all the time in the world. You can just add that up. You know, I, the, the ingratitude. I find him interesting snippets from the media. Oh, God bless you. And direct him towards them. And then he complains. You could have just given me a pricey, and that would have done. All right then, madman <laughs> <laughs> mad has breakdown. Yeah. What it what it what it really is for the for the uh, for the rest of the listeners. Um, well, so, I mean, we got to get where where is this video? What is the name of the video? We right, got to get. Well, it I, I'm going to do it now. Uh, okay. You can't you can't really like anyway. Uh, <clears throat> I'll start at the beginning. We went into lockdown in the UK seven weeks ago. Uh-huh. Up in up in. Uh, Yorkshire, England, there were two paranormal uh, groups who, organisations who go on uh, nightly Facebook Live investigations. <laughs> and these are monetized, so they claim that this is their living. One consists of a, a husband and wife, um, and that's it. And the other consists of a uh, an investigator by the name of Mark Smith, 
from Parax TV or PX TV. So you can go and find his YouTube channel based on that. Excellent. Now, in the UK, the lockdown rules only allow you out for one hour of exercise, essential shopping, uh, and a couple of other small things. Getting medicines will help yeah. you. Some other but but not specifically not wandering, you know, through through buildings and through woods and cemeteries and with your Facebook Live on for several hours. Now Mark Smith, PXTV, had some weeks ago got himself into trouble with the uh, law enforcement for uh, not only using his mobile device, he was live streaming from his car whilst driving to one of these. Um, Facebook events Mm. then quite recently uh, because they live near to one another and Mark Smith has been a bit of a mentor to the other two clowns uh, they they hooked up Uh, now of course they're they're from different households so they're breaking the social social uh, distancing rules and they shouldn't even be out anyway and this has attracted a lot of attention in the media from uh, other groups who have, in fact, you know, abided by the lockdown and said we'll we'll pick up the ball when when things are, are more normal. Mm-hmm. But these two clowns, three clowns, have continued, and of course now because others have, have criticised them for it, they're now playing the victim card, and it culminated last <laughs> week <clears throat> in Mark Smith, a psychic medium of absolutely no ability whatsoever. Cool. Um, Taking to face to Facebook Live, um, and then onto his PX TV. If anybody wants to have a look at it, uh, where he has a full meltdown and threatens anybody and everybody, um, and claims to be the victim in all this. Uh, yeah. It really is uh, pathetic to watch. And yes, something... you did. Well, I. I... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> then made me watch it. I, <laughs> I, I did, because, <laughs> because it was like watching a slow car crash, and sometimes you can't look away. Uh, <laughs> and then afterwards, I, I realised, actually, what I was seeing might be, you know, it, it, it was relevant, not only to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but also to Dylan. Because it, they are using social media, and, in fact, they, they're using all forms of media to garner attention. Because every time, in fact, the number of people watching their channels in the last two two to three weeks has jumped up from an average of 1,000 per live stream to about 3,000 per live stream. Mm. So it's a very effective way of monetizing what they're doing. Right. Um, That's like the the figures for this show and their other shows have gone up exponentially as well so that's people are home they're, they're locked down they're looking for, to do something or to be a yeah. so i mean if they if they want to watch a slow car crash please do after you've listened to ghost yeah. chronicles international sure. head over to px tv and watch the meltdown nope after next generation two hours of ghost chronicles tonight. oh yeah sorry <laughs> but it was, My it bad. was a meltdown wasn't it uh, steve but it was interesting as you say to watch it was it, it was well, in a way well, it was because it's, it's, it shows very much the state of the art of ghost hunting nowadays uh, mm. and how it's become. How it's be- because these, these, the other two clowns, uh, Lee Steer and his aged wife, Lindsay, <coughs> have, uh, you know, they, they claim that this is their full-time profession. 
uh, Mark Smith claims that the three of them are now Britain's most influential and well-known investigators. <laughs> That's a claim he actually makes in that very recent video. Oh, sweet. Uh, several times. Uh, uh, good. And it's a pattern we're starting to see as well, is that they're touting themselves as experts. Well, you have Jane Harris doing the same thing. Don't Wait a minute, you, yeah. you used to get criticised if you call yourself an expert. There are no experts yeah. in the paranormal. But they're all doing it now, and they're trying to put it forward as a serious profession. I was actually uh -huh. going through LinkedIn this week um, to look at how many people are putting themselves on that professional networking. I'm site. on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the amount of them are saying, you know, we are professional ghost hunters. You know, I don't think I say that, though. There's a lot who are actually doing it. There was an American group, I think, today were promoting what they're doing and uh, potentially looking for media sponsorship for their We Will Charge You $8,000 to investigate your case. What? Yeah. Uh, you know what? They must have read that uh, package from uh, Ghost Meter Pro. The part where you can make money on... Uh, uh, that, that'll yeah. be it, that'll be it. But yeah, it, it, is, uh, it is changing, and it, it's been... I mean, it, it, it always has evolved you know, right from the, from the 19th century um, mm. in, in sort of fits and starts. But this new um, pandemic and the way that, you know, people have had to adapt their lifestyles... Mm -hmm. has had quite a noticeable effect on the paranormal community. Now, uh, the majority of them are just sitting tight, hunkered down, and posting videos backwards and forwards to one another. Yeah. Uh, but there has been a definite, absolute change in, in, in what's taking place. That you now have a smaller, a smaller number exploiting the situation... Uh, and claiming a high level of expertise, and yeah. that they are very, you know, that, in fact, in in one interview with Lee and Lindsay, they claimed that theirs was essential work, because they were entertaining and uh, educating, and they actually tried to claim that they were essential work. And they closed the schools, so why is that any different? Uh, well, that's what they tried to claim. When they were approached mm. by the police in the first instance, mm. uh, they were challenged for being out. They claimed that they were essential workers because they were important media personalities uh, oh, fulfilling an important role. Did they get to use their billy clubs? or Sadly not. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, uh, you, you know, it, it really says a lot about the, the paranormal investigating ghost hunting whatever you want to call it but to me i think one of the most fascinating things if i could say almost ideal definitely would have a few changes in it would be if you've seen the movie uh, red lights with sigourney weaver the first part of it to me that <laughs> to me that's what ghost hunting or paranormal investigating should be all about that whole section there is is excellent uh, to me that's my ideal world uh, for ghost hunting. Have you seen that, Dylan? That show, Red Lights, the movie? No, I haven't. That's one I haven't actually seen. You actually, 
you, you should. I mean, the, the rest oh. of the movie is is not that great, you know. But the the, the first uh, I forget how long it is. The the, the first part Sigourney Weaver's in it, and uh, it they work out of a, a university, and it, it's it's a it to me it's that's what it should be about, like that. And uh, um, I don't. What do you think, Steve? I mean, you're 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 much more educated than I am when it comes to this stuff. Um, well, I actually prefer the opening sequence of Ghostbusters as being a much more realistic <laughs> example of of university life, particularly in parapsychology. But no, I mean you're absolutely right. Uh, or you could you could also make comparisons with the the parapsychologists uh, in um, the Entity. The Entity. I don't think that one. Oh, you haven't seen that one. So Dylan, have, but... you need to watch at red light, and Ron, you need to watch the entity. Yeah, we'll report back. <laughs> yeah. well, the entity is have... based on a case in California, isn't it? It's I'd based have, on. I probably case. watched it. Have... Loosely based watched on a true it. story, yeah. and it had nothing yeah. to do with the Warrens. Oh, that's strange. I'm just trying to remember the name of the uh, academic parapsychologist. It did. Oh, tough, involve. wasn't it? Yeah, we <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I, I was actually watching uh, a old uh, we, we back from I forget what year it was. Uh, they had this uh, DS uh, D, DS. What, what time is it? No, two minutes. I'll make it quick. Um, th- this thing about a submarine in the future where the, the UEA is like they're got this giant submarine, but they had a, an episode on it where they. Uh, had ghosts in it. Uh, they they had to investigate a ship that was sunk in the bottom of the ocean and had ghosts and everything. That that was kind of cool. But anyways, we are coming up to the break. Uh, but it makes it's it makes its rounds. Paranormal. It seems to be in a lot of different shows, uh, which are good and bad sometimes. But anyway, so. Uh, we are coming up to the break, but we still got a little more time. Anybody think? Well, I was going to say, while you're on the TV shows, I mean, you've got to remember, like some of the greats that you like, like um, Morse and uh, Midsummer and Father yeah. Brown. Uh, yeah. They, there is a tradition on those sort of programs, those murder mystery programs, to actually do a Halloween special. That's true. Uh, yeah. And a ghost story. Yeah, very good and good ones too. I just came on to Father Ted too. Right. Don't oh, forget. Uh, well, you got to find Father Brown. It's right up yours. Yeah, I have Father Brown. Yeah, I saw Father Brown. Yeah, I've watched that. Uh, anyway, so I thought we had two minutes. This is a long two minutes, if you ask me. But what do I know? Ah, one minute. Wow, that was a long minute. Well, it who's was... the show? Hey, who's the show brought to by by this? Hey, one, that's a Ron? good idea. Maybe you should <laughs> give out the sponsors. Huh? <laughs> Today's show, as always, is brought to you by Ghost. No, not Ghost Chronicles. <laughs> uh, Circles of Wisdom, three eighty six Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and of course the Gallant Messier Family Law Group on Four High Street, Suite one fifty five, North Andover, Massachusetts. And oh, I'm we'll... glad you didn't forget that one. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Dan. so uh, we uh, will be right back. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Where are we? International, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick and our very special guest, Dylan Jones. We'll be right back after the following messages.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. Ghost Chronicles, the international edition, live from lockdown. And our guest tonight is the erstwhile teller of curious tales himself, doctor, soon to be, in six years, Dylan Jones. Uh, good evening. How are you? I'm good. I was yeah, good before the ad break, and I'm good after it. Just checking. I'm rather <laughs> concerned about this trip. You've had the hospital. What it could have done to you? Uh, well, the suit, uh, uh, sutures. <laughs> uh, can I talk now? Yeah. Yeah, you always say I interrupt, so I wanted to be... be ah, that's a first. That's a first. Yeah, yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've turn, turned over a new leaf. I've become more zen now. Uh, uh, just remind me, which county are you in? Middlesex. So you are the highest county, according to some figures yes, I was looking yes, at today. Yes, yes, yes. Well done, old man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, Good job. Anyway, yeah. So uh, back to Dylan. And Dylan, you um, you study meteor originally, right? In college. Yeah. And that's we. Uh, I believe that communications and meteor is that which degree in? Media production is my degree. Oh, media production. Okay. Don't you remember the excellent but never been finished booty? The boo files. What were they? The boo boo files. Yeah, they they've never unfinished. It's like the boo unfinished symphony. What was what was it called? The the boo files. The daily boo. boo. That's it. I couldn't. I you know. I how could I forget something as riveting as that? For those who don't know what we're talking about, while Dylan was over here uh, for Spirit Quest, uh, was it last year or the year before, uh, he came up with this lovely idea, uh, smashing idea, actually, of doing the Daily Boo, which was very time-consuming. Time <laughs> Incredibly time-consuming. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> never finished it, did you? Oh, I didn't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> we're still editing the, the 2017 one, aren't we? <laughs> so, feels like it. Yeah. So, Dylan, uh, <clears throat> your 
one of your choices was going to be uh, the comparison of uh, American ghost stories and English ghost stories. Is is there a difference between the two of them? I mean, I mean, you evidently you must have done some preliminary research to even think about it. I mean, yeah, there are there are differences. I think um, I think the crybaby bridges are one sort of real thing that the Americans can lay claim to. Um, I, I would. Our ghost stories, obviously, we, we've got a lot more history, so we obviously tend to get a lot of things like the old Roman soldiers, the monks and the nuns and the headless, you know, and people with their head under their arm and that kind of thing. Um, there are differences. Um, I think the Slender Man, that probably started over with you, didn't it? Probably. And crossed the pond. Um, so there are differences. There are similarities. Um, and it's interesting, I think, to have looked at, which I didn't really get to go into, is w- what's crossed over, what did we and what did the... Uh, European explorers, what sort of folklore did they bring over, um, and what has since come back? Um, mm-hmm. So that was one thing I, I, I was thinking of looking at, but I decided the media one was much more um, down my alley. So, I mean, is it, and, and Steve, I'll throw this out to you as well. Doesn't the, the culture or the, the area you grew up in definitely influence? Uh, what your stories are about, what your your uh, legends are about. I mean, you know, it, like the Japanese ghost stories are totally different than American, totally different than English, and, and Greek stories are, are very different as well. Uh, not Greek, but uh, Slavic. Uh, it's, it, it, do you think that is a, a difference because of the culture itself? Should I go first, Dylan? No, no, you, you, you asked the question for you. No, I didn't. I threw it to both of you. Oh. I think it is. Um, I think there are certain cases around, um, like Wales, for example, when you've got the corpse candles, um, the phantom funerals, they, they go back a number of centuries. Um, again, the, the Americans do share that. Um, you've got, obviously, uh, Abraham Lincoln's funeral train. Um, so I think it, it can sort of form part of your culture. Uh, I would I would agree and disagree at the same time because okay. yet there are regional variations because as Dylan rightly said um, the west coast of the United Kingdom has a different type of story than the east coast much more rooted in mythology and folklore than possibly the east coast we have more fairies for example um, however one of the things that has always been commented upon is the similarities in experiences across all cultures all nations and all times and and a lot of uh, parapsychologists and psychical researchers have looked at that and said you know we have these very similar stories with regional different variations um, from ancient china from rome greece uh, modern day south america so there is something that is similar about the about the experience and then with the cultural sort of uh, flavoring to it should we say so the poltergeist cases isn't it i mean they they are found incredibly similar in south america i mean look at guy guy lion playfer's speciality in investigating poltergeist cases before he went to enfield was gained entirely in south america with the uh, culminated in the book the flying cow The, uh, so I, I think that's a that's actually a good thing, because if our ghost stories and legends was so varied from each region, then we would have to uh, 
really dismissed them as more as uh, lacking lacking the facts, uh, lacking evidence, because if it's totally influenced, for instance, if, if people are seeing different things, then it couldn't be the same thing throughout the world. So it, it's really not a worldwide phenomenon. It's, it's just a, a local whatever. A local effect, but I mean, yeah. what is uh, what you what you do see a very similar phenomena reported both sides of the Atlantic. Um, now, obviously, there are, there's a there's a cultural link between Europe and North America, um, right. which is influencing the stories. But if you actually strip away the culture and look at the experience itself, the fact that people are seeing figures, hearing noises. Um, experiencing objects moving the actual events themselves are remarkably similar but there is subtle differences um like as dylan said uh, before here in the uk we have a great many monks and we have a great many um kings and queens and we have a great many uh cavaliers and roundheads from our civil war Whereas in North America, you tend to have Native Americans, uh, Civil War soldiers. Um, but that's not so much uh, different from the stories. Those, those are just no, but the, if you're looking the spirits culture, involved. Yeah, but if you look at the for actual, instance, for instance, that's the cultural but, element of it, though, Ron. Because yeah. our culture, so we had a big shock to the system in the Middle Ages, well, in the, the, the late Middle Ages with our Civil War. Yeah. And we also had the dissolution of the monasteries a little while before that. Right. So it's inevitable um, that those two very big cultural shocks to the established system of religion and then to the established system of monarchy and, and, and law uh, are, are kind of stuck in our psyche. And America, too, with its civil war, had a big cultural shock with, you know, the North versus the South, family against family, state but against state. I have two things. First of all, it makes sense because if if ghosts are disembodied spirits and they haunt particular areas, then those would be the, where they would be coming from. And for instance, Dylan mentioned this earlier, Dylan, I think you, you said there were a great deal in the UK of uh, headless, you know, England was just uh, chopping, I mean, they, they chop more heads than I could ever think about. And, uh, you know, that's not a something that occurs that often. I mean, you know, we do have our cases, but for the most part, that's an uncommon thing in the in the United States. So, in that aspect, it doesn't mean that that has anything localized. It's more. Um, are we hearing what? The Some rather strange noises. Some interference, I think, by the sound of it. Like like a phone. Um, electronic really? noise. Yeah. It's, it's we, probably paranormal. Yeah, it's Cal trying to hack in. Again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ron, you were saying. I've got issues. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife keeps saying, but that's I didn't think you too. <laughs> Thanks, Roy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know who your friends are tonight. Yeah, I know. And I... <laughs> Anyways, uh, so to me, that makes sense where you would have more uh, headless goats in the UK than in in the United States because it was more common. 
I think what's interesting though is now in a, in a modern age is what could be influencing these changes, and I would bring that background to the media. Um, I think some, I've been looking at some research that has been done in the last sort of five six years, which says that reality television itself has a huge influence that goes beyond the audience, and it's actually changing the way cultures behave. And what they've looked at is how people who watch Jersey Shore, for example, which is one of, I think, one of the American reality shows, has started to affect how people behave in this country. So I'm going to be looking at the paranormal reality shows. Are they making people behave in a particular way? Oh, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's an intriguing thing. I remember we had a gentleman on from uh, who wrote a book about uh, ghosts in the Orient, Remember in Asia. Remember that, Steve? He was a doctor yes. or something? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. And uh, he said there were some differences, but there weren't there was a theme that went through similar to other areas of the world as well. Well, I mean, the, the, we've all worked with the Japanese uh, media and right. um, we, we know that culturally they have a different outlook to, to ghosts and the paranormal. Um, and, and they're they're kind of more fearful, much like we were possibly two or 300 years ago. Um, or certainly, actually, more akin to how the how the Romans were, in that uh, ghosts were more malevolent and harm doing that uh, you know needed to be avoided rather than uh, 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 you know and appeased. Uh, however, since the tsunami event, uh, which was what oh four now, I think it was oh four the big tsunami, or was it ten? Anyway, whenever they had their big tsunami, um, the the. Uh, wiped out Fukushima. They yeah. they have been in the Fukushima district of Japan. There have been a lot of um, ghost sightings, very very Western in their style. So much so that several uh, Japanese universities uh, have started to take a keen interest in these uh, new new wave of reports. And they're starting to turn towards Western investigators uh, to to assist them uh, in trying to kind of understand the nature of these experiences. So let's hope they're not yeah. going to get a Zach over there, are they? Uh, no, they no, no they're, they're actually, you know, fortunately. <laughs> yeah, he's in lockdown now, apparently, for the next well, fourteen last, days. Wait, 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 when is he in lockdown? No, no, no. I mean, he's got he's planning a new TV feast for us. Um, lockdown live from his haunted museum for 14 days. Oh, good for him. Barely yeah. Anything, anything, you know, why miss an opportunity? Yeah. Which brings us almost full circle to how we started the show with, you know, why miss an opportunity? Um, you know, with what Lee and Lindsay and Mark Smith from PXTV are doing, um, you know, with this, we, you know, the way that they are portraying themselves and painting themselves, and they are trying to be like the British Zach. Now, Zach is a big-time real media celebrity, and you know, there's no disputing that. On main, te- on Mabel, you know, main uh, network television, 
his name and his influence is worldwide, and yet these people directly compare themselves to him. They claim to have the, the um, you know, Zach has uh, the, the most haunted doll in the world. They're claiming this is the second most haunted doll in the world, and they've got <laughs> a Dibbuk. He's got a Dibbuk box. They've got a Dibbuk box. Uh, now, you know, clearly, he is influencing them because whatever he has a few weeks later he has a they, he has a haunted museum they have a haunted museum he had a poltergeist house till he pulled it down they have a poltergeist house the similarities are really quite startling so you can see where the influence on them is coming from and that it's a very similar audience because there have been occasions when if you watch the discussions on their live stream the comments Mm-hmm. you will see an awful lot of people uh, all talking about ghost adventures. Interesting. So, so, um, so they're basically the market. They're a copy. They're, well, they're a very poor imitation, but they are a copycat. They're using the same, you know, the same techniques uh, and a- aiming for the same audience. That makes sense. Okay. The, uh, I mean, is that why people are doing this now for an audience? Well, Dylan was talking to me about audiences and demographics the other day, weren't you? You were saying some interesting stuff. Yeah, there was, um, I was looking at how many people were um, becoming or followers of Ghosts of Britain, which is what Lee and Lindsay run. And I think from when I checked it in December to when I checked it the other week, it's gone from about 169,000 in December to Oof. about 300,000 last week or so. Really? Um, yeah. Now, whereas you take something like the Society for Psychical Research, which is an academic organisation uh, and body, their um, number of followers on Facebook have grown from about 15,000 to 15,500 in the same period. Oh, wow. The, the there, is a, there, is, there is one other difference. The Society for Psychical Work has never, ever bought followers. No. Why? They buy followers? Oh, there's no doubt that they buy followers. They, they've given away uh, a few little you know, clues that you can easily quite, you know, quite easily follow. And oh. nobody's followers jump up in blocks of uh, you know, sort of, uh, 10, 15, 20, 25,000, you know, in such numeric, nice little numeric chunks. Wow, that that's so sad. I'm sorry. It that, is, that but then they that use that to try and reinforce their brand because they they've created a brand just yeah, I like guess that's that what is it is. the brand. Right. Well, they're not the only people that have done this. I mean, I you know I know of I know of media parapsychologists that have bought followers. Really? No names. Strange. Strange. But and I media mean... historians. No names. <laughs> 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 no comment. <laughs> Anyway, because nice, he's going to be on the show in a few weeks. This, yeah, well, I'll see that when it happens. Uh, the the other thing that, that's intriguing that I mean, we no longer have the, the, the people that were really uh, driving the, the paranormal actually that were considered the 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 experts. You know, people like Lloyd Arbeck, yourself, Steve. Uh, um, even on the skeptical side, like Wiseman and uh, Nichols, I mean, they're, they're still there, kind of, but because well, they're yeah, skeptical. Yeah, well, 
Well, Dylan and I mentioned this in a conversation we had last week, because in the UK over the past weekend, we've just had two virtual paracons, uh, uh, yeah. which are these like online-type Zoom-type paracons. Yeah. Now, uh, one of them had a speaker from the SPR, um, but the rest of the speakers weren't. Were they, Dylan? And that, to me, I think it's... weren't me. Oh, I think it's about relatability. It's because, um, like Steve and I were saying the other day, about you look back to the Victorian era, ghost hunters were from the gentleman's right. level in society. It was a gentlemanly conduct. It was a gentlemanly pastime. Now it's very working class. And I think if you were to put an actual parapsychologist, somebody of Lloyd Auerbach's standing, or somebody with Steve's credibility, they're, they're not relatable. Whereas your likes of... Jason Hawes, Zach Bagans, they're cool, they're working class, they're relatable. That's who people want to be like. So they will gain an audience. Do I need a beard and tattoos? Um, yeah. Get rid of your sunglasses. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You get, rid, I mean, you get rid of the beanie cap. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. So, anyways, the um, I mean, where where are we where is this field going? Uh, are we going strictly to the media? Is there are we lacking the the research that once was out there that that was the foundation of of the field? Oh, for sure, absolutely, we are. Um, this is this is going nowhere nice, nowhere positive. Certainly not in terms of psychical research. Um, you know, we're, we're moving in big steps away from any uh, hope of, of producing any serious research. And that's the great tra tragedy because you have a lot of people who are really dedicated to doing what they're doing. They're in the right place. They're well equipped. And for the most part, they're competent. Uh, however because of the way the market has gone and because of the way that they're being led and influenced, then there is almost no hope of turning that body of individuals and that resource into anything meaningful uh, in terms of progressing our knowledge or our research, uh, because they're all out grabbing headlines. Yeah, there's there's no glitz in in the old paranormal research. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. That's it. Really is. It's a huge tragedy, and yeah. you know, it really is. Uh, you know, all of it, psychical research really has always been an amateur-led pursuit, right the way back to the Victorian gentleman. Right. Uh, psychology doesn't come along until much much later. Um, and they were making really, they were doing some really quite interesting experiments back in the early part of the 20th century and the latter half of the 19th century. Stuff that was, you know, challenging and it was moving things forward. Uh, and now we're in a much better position to be able to do that because we've got, you know, a lot of people in the right place with the right sorts of equipment and tools to be able to do the job. The problem is the people themselves don't uh, they're, they're not being uh, they they lack it's not that they lack education but they, they lack, lack the, the edge well no they lack the education 
to be able to channel that resource in a positive way. Uh, is that what the, is that what you're finding, Dylan? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you've got the influence of the media, which is, when you've got paranormal reality TV shows, because it's reality TV, it's produced on a on a small budget. So the monetary factor then it means they don't have to pay people very much to do it. Um, so the people they're getting are not scientifically minded. They're not brilliant at critical thinking. Um, and they're just setting up the example which everybody else is following. And it's like it's like sheep. <laughs> you just have people copying what they've seen on television. Um, and it's it's a sad indictment, really, isn't it? It is, really. It, it really is. A... I don't think it's just related to the paranormal community. Though. I think what we're seeing is a cultural shift that's that's just showing we're, we're more aware of it because of our particular area of interest. But if you look across many areas of society now, um, we have, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, the first global pandemic for 100 years. And what you're actually seeing on social media is two, two camps forming uh, and they're, they're throwing brickbats and rocks at one another. Uh, you've got people who believe that the 5G phone network and that China and Trump and blah, blah, all manner of different uh, conspiracies and, you know, how this thing can't be real. And then you've got another yeah. group of people who are, who are saying the opposite and defending their position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we have the point now that we have a, a good volume of people that believe that this whole thing is a hoax. And... You know, it's of course they're probably the same people who believe the Earth is flat, but I, who am I to judge? Uh, but going back to the, the paranormal uh, investigating, uh, and I talked about this in the, in the morning show. I, I think it was either this week or last week. And to be able to find proof, I think with the tools and everything we're using now, I think it's and the way we're doing it, I think it'll be almost impossible because of the tools that we use are so uh, they can be what's the word I'm looking for they're so flawed as far as uh, what can be faked and what what can't be Uh, you know I mean for instance just a digital photograph you can do anything you want with it and so if you got a photograph of a ghost no matter what it was people wouldn't believe you're you know because no, they, 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 it's media. called the bog. It's sometimes called the boggle factor. Um, you know, at what point will people um, take things seriously? The, the absolutely the credibility of the digital photograph is seriously undermined because of the simplicity of producing, because of the ghost apps and the simplicity that people can yeah. Photoshop stuff in. However, um, the credibility of photograph- photographic evidence has never really been that great anyway. You know, if you look back to the 1930s and Mumler and others, it was right. relatively easy for people to hoax up photographs back then too. It just took a little while longer. Um, and the credibility, you know, within within the sort of world community of people seeing ghost photographs and believing is really quite, hasn't really changed that much. But digital photography and in fact analog photography uh, in the same way that it's wrong to blame the technology for being the problem because actually the technology exists that you can tell when it's been tampered with probably easier than you could if a photograph had been retouched in the 1950s or 60s 
Um, so, I, you know, photography, some of the evidence has always been challenged. It's always been questioned. The evidence has always been, uh, you know, what's that great saying? Um, no amount of evidence will, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah, one. To the, the believer, yeah, no amount the, of the is one. necessary yeah. to, to the skeptic, no amount of it will be. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's changed too, too, too much. I think what, what we are seeing, though, is uh, there is definitely a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, very much a desire for five minutes of fame, however you get it, and for a sound, to speak in sound bites rather than in coherent sentences. Hmm. Well, anyways, we're just about out of uh, time. We want to thank Dylan so much for joining us today in our discussion on uh, the state of the paranormal, I guess, and what it ended up being. Uh, but Dylan, thank you so much, and we look forward to the next uh, He'll be back when, he wants, when, it, when he's got, well, uh, yeah, but he'll also be back when he does his first, his first uh, per, uh, PhD questionnaire. Oh, I'm sure he will. (laughs) (laughs) I need help. Like a bad penny. (laughs) We had to to help Anne with hers, so. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group on High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. Stay safe and be cool. Bye. Good night. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.